Are you wondering what tech tools you should be implementing into your business? Not only to simplify your processes, put some sales systems and structures into place, but also what you can do to truly stand out in your marketplace in terms of exceptional service. If so, today's episode is for you. It is all about innovation in our industry and how it can not only make a difference and how it can improve, but also how it can help our experience with our consumers, with our buyers and sellers. And in today's hot seat, I have Clayton Howes, who is an economist. He is the CEO and the founder of ListReady. This is a company which is not only innovating the real estate industry, but it's also about providing solutions for real estate agents and how they can assist their clients for not only getting their properties sold, but for achieving great outcomes in today's marketplace. Welcome to episode 16 of the Build Your Best Life video podcast series. I'm your host, Sherry Storer. I'm a hardworking real estate agent and sales coach. It's my mantra to build your best life and I'm doing exactly this. And throughout this video podcast series, you'll learn how you can grow your GCI, your gross commission income, your revenue and your profit by implementing proven sales systems and structures. You'll also learn how you can grow and build your own EBU, your effective business unit, your own team and agencies, and how you can truly you know, harness your real estate career to give you the life and the freedom that you've always dreamt of through building of that wealth. So if this is the life that you want to lead, I seriously suggest that you subscribe to this podcast series so that you're notified every single Tuesday when the episodes go live. Now, in addition to working one-on-one with agents and agencies all around Australasia, I also have my foundational platform, the Build Your Best Life Coaching Program. Now, this not only comes with a series of webinars and coaching forums, but it also comes with this success manual. Now, this runs on a quarterly basis and quarter three is currently open. So go and check it out. It's on my website, sherrystora.com forward slash BYBL for more information. But look, if you want to get a feel for what is included in this, it is not only um, quarterly, monthly, weekly and daily templates, there are a number of sales systems and structures. And as part of this podcast series, I'm going to be giving away one of those templates. Essentially, this is all about goal setting and levelling up. So once you've determined how much GCI you want to write, This template, which is essentially an Excel spreadsheet, is going to personalize and automatically calculate just for you how many properties you need to list, how many properties you need to to sell, and how many listing presentations you need to do. So if you want this freebie, and let's face it, we all love a freebie, you need to head to sherrystora.com forward slash level up to download this information and you can start goal setting today. Now, today would not be possible, as would the whole series, if it wasn't for my amazing sponsor, ListReady. And, you know, I am so proud to be working with them because, for me, it is all about levelling up in this crazy kind of world that we're experiencing right now. And when I originally came to them and said, hey, listen, I wanted to give out information to real estate agents that is free, that's really going to help them transform their business, they were completely and all in. And um, when I was determining which people I wanted to interview and feature as part of the series, I had to beg and plead for Clayton, who is our next guest, to to come on board and be part of the platform. You see, he's normally sort of in behind the scenes and we don't normally see him so much up front. But he's an important person in this industry because he's all about innovation and he's all about disruption. 
So let me tell you a little bit more about Clayton. He is the CEO. He is the founder of Money Me, uh, who obviously owns List Ready since it, its inception. Now, he brings more than 15 years experience in the development of brands, business strategy and innovation. He has a strong background in executing you know, capital strategies, building new technologies to replace legacy systems and processes, whilst fostering highly engaged and rewarding sales teams and cultures. And prior to, you know, to, to being here in Australia, he worked in the UK, and you will see he's got quite an interesting story. But look, before we get into it, let me welcome Clayton Howes from List Ready. So hello, Clay, and welcome so much to the Build Your Best Life podcast. I'm so pumped to have you here. It is amazing to be on this with you, Sherry, <laughs> and thank you so much for the invitation. Oh, you're most welcome. And you're coming to us from Sydney today. I'm in Brisbane. Got to love some technology. Absolutely. Love it. <laughs> I do feel like you've got the better end of the day out in Brisbane, but sunny, <laughs> sunny and beautiful day in Sydney here too. <laughs> it is a perfect day here. But look, I guess I was re I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Not only because I think that, you know, you like me really believe in giving education and quality sort of content to real estate agents and of course it made my podcast dreams come true. Um, as, as the sponsor of the series. But really, I know that you're very rarely in the spotlight. And in fact, you're somebody who shies away from this and really uncomfortable in doing it. And I had to completely convince you to do it, right? Yep. <laughs> you, so, you know me well. <laughs> so thank you so much because I think you've got the most remarkable, you know, journey. And, you know, I see you as a true entrepreneur in every sense of the word. And I think a lot of people sort of bend about that sort of term. But to me, an entrepreneur is someone who is who's sort of, you know, um, innovating um, and making changes happen and bringing something to the market that hasn't been there before. And when I think about, you know, you, I think that that is the definition of, probably what has been your your career and your business journey, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, look, today I want to talk a little bit about the ride so far and, you know, how, I guess, essentially you can build a business from scratch using innovation and then how to really motivate and lead a team, but also, you know, how you can recognise trends in, a, in society, in a marketplace for, for growth. But, look, we all love a startup and we all love <laughs> to hear a startup story. So, let's kind of get into it. But you've said something to me in the past, which I think is really pretty cool. And, and that's, you have a, a favorite saying, which is crazy is the new order. So tell <laughs> us, what do you mean by this? All right. Well, I just think, and it's never been more timely than the time that we are in now, where innovation and the expectation that just there's going to be constant change, the chaos is, and crazy, it's just how, how we are today. And I think you sparked on something that is pretty, uh, it resonates well with me and that's constantly evolving and incrementally getting better and prepared for each day. And I think innovation in its true sense is that there is no uh, constant and there is no end. It's each day and incrementally getting better each day. And I think well, my leadership kind of, kind of way and approach has always been with that in mind. Oh, I, lo I love hearing this because I think it's it's a message that comes out and is talked about quite a lot in society about just little bits 
every single day. And in fact, you know, a lot of the guests that we've had so far on the podcast series have been agents that I've worked with. And that has been the whole mentality is just little bits, you know, step by step. And then when we look back, it's like, wow, look how far we've we've come. So Isn't it just? <laughs> I love that you've just said this. But by trade, you're an economist and also a chartered accountant. And I think most people, when they think of these two terms, think of them as quite boring and, and unsexy. But for you, obviously, this has totally turned you on. So tell us, what is it about, you know, being an economist that, that you love so much or got you interested in becoming one? Well, I think it, I was like every other kid that had no clue what they wanted to do. And so I did everything. I, I, I studied maths, I studied economics, and then, of course, I studied accounting. And I definitely am going to tell you I'm not an accountant because I, I chose to give that up a while ago. And I chose to broaden my perspectives and just learn more about what the, what the kind of new order of the world uh, was shaping up to be. And it inspired me to always think about uh, macro influences and building towards something that, you know, trends uh, are fairly predictable. And in today's world, the most predictable thing that you learn about uh, everything is that whatever you thought it was going to be, it actually isn't going to be that. Mm. Uh, But it's about how you can navigate your way uh, in consideration of change is inevitable. And yes. so, yeah, studying economics was my favorite thing. I actually was uh, somewhat good at it. And the way I always navigated my way through my career, I think I've just relied more upon um, the kind of influence of having a more broader approach to understanding business and understanding uh, markets and trends and macro influences and where gaps exist. Uh, it's what I'm if you like, I think, trained and bred to understand and do something about those gaps. Well, you're certainly wide in in that way. And I think a lot of, for example, real estate agents who are service provided are wide in their way in terms of hunting and and gathering leads, whereas you're really wide for finding opportunities and having, having an aptitude for that, correct? I think so. So far, so good. (laughs) So I guess, you know, by combining these two, you know, you're really quite unique in the fact that you're, what would you say, you're a financial um, analyst. And so, you know, what, what, that's really set you on the road to becoming a true entrepreneur. So tell us, you know, what opportunities did you kind of see that, you know, uh, with consumer behavior, which has set you on this path? I think what we weren't embracing was the change of consumer behaviors and uh, my natural skill skill set was in financial services and for me I saw the banking traditional behavioral traits of our former generations they just weren't congruent with where uh, today's generation's behaviors were akin to what banks service levels were it's not about hate the bank and not at all it's more around there's an evolving expectation of consumers and we need we needed to adapt and we needed to uh, move with consumers really really early and i think uh, for me that path just led me into a more defined approach to creating something like Manami and List Ready, where it's for the generation. It's for that generation still related back to financial services, but in a more consumer-friendly, utmost transparent way that is just refreshing for the sector. And that, if you like, disruption has continued to help uh, build value in the sector 
that wherever we enter into a sector, we're actually there to build value and to complement existing uh, relationships. So I, I kind of like the word disruption, but I think it's meaning it means something else uh, to, to myself and others. Mm. It's not necessarily removing the old, but actually moving and helping the traditional ways to find new forms of connecting with customers. And that, that, that's what we do best. Which I think is, is incredibly powerful because, you know, we talk a lot about the fact that real estate is very much stuck in the 80s and we're still doing things the way that we've always kind of done it <laughs> because I've always been done that way. Like we need to, you know, embrace new forms of, of how to market properties and new forms in terms of how to prospect and so forth. So I love and we're hearing this magical word disruption all the time. So it's interesting hearing you talk about it because, of course, it does mean something incredibly different to you, to most most of, um, of us in the industry because we hear that word we're like scared whereas to you you're like running at it uh, which I think is is very cool but look let's kind of hit the rewind button and have a look at you know what actually your career and what set you on the course to open money me and of course list ready because your whole career has really been about this disruption and around innovation and originally you worked in pharmaceuticals right yeah that's right <laughs> so you are working... an analyst in finance in pharmaceuticals. So still with the very very uh, clear lens on um, financial behaviours and uh, fiscal developments in an industry. Mm. I definitely wasn't trying to solve and, and 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 work in the true sense of a pharmaceutical. That is, you know, trying to solve and you know improve people's lives. I was just doing the economics of it, <laughs> <laughs> which is a really important part. You know, whilst you. You weren't necessarily a scientist in that in that side. You know, when you look at the analytics, I mean, that whole industry completely changed in the time that you would have been um, working because, you know, Pfizer came in with, you know, with Viagra and yeah. completely, you know, turned the whole world upside down about this little blue pill. So what did you actually see, you know, at that time working in the industry where it was all about helping save lives, where all of a sudden this was about well-being and actually changing people's sex lives and they were prepared to pay anything for it? <laughs> I think I recall them sending around sample test kits for which was quite the norm and you know people would uh, usually happily test whatever consumer product they were you know um, helping build and being exposed to and that was one I think people chose not to not to not to not to get get in, too involved into but other than that for us it was about just the it, it was the realization that Penicillin was something created that was remarkable for our universe. And Viagra uh, was created that became the number one selling uh, product on the, in the pharmaceuticals you know, history. It catapulted a single pharmaceutical company to number one, uh, whilst the others were building you know, really uh, different life-saving products. Mm-hmm. So it, it, just, it, it, was, it was remarkable to see. Uh, no one could have predicted that the success rate would be uh, that overwhelming. But hey, um, <laughs> it, it was exciting, that's for sure. And I, and I think it still is for some others. <laughs> <laughs> and so tell us, you, you then came to Australia and you came here for a holiday, if I, if, if I remember correctly, and you decided that you, you liked it. So tell me, how did you come to, to start working at Vodafone? So I had my first interview and, well, let's wind back. The UK is amazing and you get it to enjoy a wonderful career. Uh, but if you're 
come over to Australia and you've spent a few holidays here, it gets so hard to leave a beautiful country with such amazing opportunities all around it. Um, you get to embrace a social environment that's uh, so wonderful in so many respects. Um, and so it just got harder for me to go back to um, the UK and continue my my life there. And so I decided to uh, see if I could get a job and I went through a recruitment company. I can't remember who they were, but it was one of your just local mainstream ones. And uh, I got a job uh, interview with Vodafone and they were doing something cool in, in finance and they needed an analyst. And yeah, I got, I got the job straight away, which was pretty exciting. And they gave me a visa to you know, reside here. And I think I'm 15 years later in as an Australian uh, citizen. Um, and it's been the most fortunate kind of moment of um, getting my first job uh, in Australia. I think that 15 years ago, I had no uh, expectations of what my life in Australia could, could probably look like. Um, but it, it, it grew tremendously well and i've got two kids australian born kids and my wife's a crazy australian girl uh, <laughs> uh, like the most are and um just yeah just been an amazing journey oh i love it but i think you know coming to to talk about this time working in vodafone i mean this was even a disruptor at that point in time because you know telstra was really the big business here in australia and everybody had a landline and he was a company sort of coming in that was basically looking to take everything mobile and in a really affordable, you know, cost-effective way. So, I mean, you started in this business in 2005 and you literally, I think, you know, you worked your way up, you held every position in, in the company. I mean, tell us tell us about that time, you know, in Vodafone where, base, you know, where you started from the bottom and, and worked your way up. Yeah, I was in finance, then I was in different parts of finance, then I was in sales, then I was in strategy, uh, but I actually never moved. Uh, every time I ended up doing something, my old title stayed with me. And so at the end of it, I had a string of titles that just didn't make sense for any single human. And I thought, wow, well, that that definitely was was, was was an interesting chapter in my life. But it was correct. It was at a time where there's tradition additional incumbents and Vodafone was a cool brand that was building a new way of people engaging with what would otherwise be a boring telecommunications utility service provider, but they funked it up. They just did things out of the ordinary. We launched technology. We launched really good value propositions. We changed the order and the market was ready and the people resonated with this fresh looking, vibrant, um, innovative company and it was just the most amazing thing to be part of architecting a, a business model and a strategy that you know saw it continuing continuing to win against the traditionals and so it was but it was really a merger that happened you know with Vodafone and Hutchinson for three that you were responsible mm-hmm. for that really kind of changed the course of your career so tell us about this particular merger and what you have taken from this particular experience? Yeah, there was a reason to get involved in two brands, Vodafone and Hutch. And the reason that it needed uh, some smarts was that they're two very different cultures, different operating um, models, actually in some regard, slightly 
different customer attitudes to the different brands. And my job uh, involved uh, building a single brand uh, in the retail distribution world, uh, building a coherent and cohesive workforce uh, in the retail and partner land. And that uh, was a three-year project that saw us migrate from two independent businesses to become a single unified uh, one team uh, business model that we see today being the prevalent Vodafone brand. And that three-year project was certainly an interesting one where you have to A, uh, build strategies for two different customer bases, build strategies for two different organizational cultures, build strategies and communicate to you know, uh, networks of influences like partners and distribution partners and uh, real estate play like the shopping centers where I think at the time it was the largest um, change program that uh, Australia had seen. And we had uh, probably about, I don't know, 2000 real estate points of presence and we had wow. to build it into something silly like 300 and, and, and trying to you know, and do that all within a two-year period. It, it became pretty exciting for sure. Oh, I love that. So, you know, to me, what I've really heard from that is that it's all about, you know, convergence and strategy, but also staying the course because I can imagine that whilst you were super busy, it's also rolling out a program with sort of a, a longer-term sort of goal. It's not sort of something that it's a six-month project. So, um, and really just embracing that that change, which is which is pretty cool. But you know, after this this occurred, obviously you felt like you know that you wanted a bit of a change, and you just mentioned earlier that you saw that there was a bit of an undercurrent for, I guess, dislike or trust of of banks. And so, tell us about what what you've sort of you know seen and where you saw the opportunity was. Well, if you look back, say six years ago, we were still shopping at high street shops. We we're still going to Westfields and buying the things that we now usually do using. Um, you know, stuff on a mobile, mobile phone, uh, our apps like the Iconic and, and every others is where our first point of research and also our transactions uh, exist. There's similar model with banks where we've got ATM machines and we've got bank branches. Uh, we just weren't catering for the contemporary consumers experience. And that was about convenience-driven experiences. So being able to have a bank that's open 24-7, transacting uh, online, moving and uh, moving at the pace that you want them to for their product sets, like an application for a credit card. We wanted to solve for that gap between the customer's uh, expectations and where bank service levels uh, were a mismatch. And so we simply built a piece of technology. And I like the way I say simply, I think we built um, a piece of technology that absolutely um, didn't exist in the market at its time. And it's still the leading piece of kit in my mind uh, that looks at all the bank functions and consumer behavioral functions and just solves for things in a much, much more convenient way. And it's not about fast. Like in our world, fast has become the new order of slow. It's as close to or near real time as possible. And that's what we wanted to solve for is we live in a generation where now an instant is, is, the, is the order. And our technology is the only way 
that can enable instant or near real-time solutions. And so it's, it's, it's because of that that we found a real opportunity to innovate, a real opportunity to appeal to a customer that has changing behaviors and still work in the ecosystem that the banks uh, have always been useful at, but find our voice and value by being the agile business that customers need and still working in harmony with the banks to reach that customer. And that's what our ethos has been and continues to, to be more and more relevant in today's changing behavioral world. So for those that haven't heard about Money Me, you know, just can you just tell us how it's different to to I guess the traditional banks? Well, you only have to go and uh, try and communicate to a bank about getting your credit card and realize that it's going to get to your post box uh, a few weeks later, and you're going to almost feel like you're lurking around your post box to to get it. Well, so if you apply for a credit card with MoneyMe, it's near real time that it goes straight into your Apple wallet or Android wallet, and you can transact immediately with it. And then there's an element of, a big element of transparency. You'll just never get surprised about fees, charges, uh, repayments, uh, and all the things that you kind of expect from a credit card. So that's why you would now pick an alternative solution, which is convenience-driven, it's near real time. And the banks, unfortunately, they still kitted up to help solve solutions for our savings accounts and mortgages. They're not really designed to move with the, the pace that consumers' behaviors have, uh, have moved. So we'll continue to provide better near real time solutions for customers that were traditionally occupied by the banks. It's my view that probably before the close of this year, We'll have a credit card solution that is a simple no-brainer. If you put it up against a bank's uh, credit card, you'd almost be bewildered by the difference, and you'd pick the the Money Me Freestyle credit card as the the default option. And that's you know we're talking soon. Uh, I'm talking about before the end of the year, which is a bloody exciting experience for, <laughs> for people, including you know the staff that are working and building and building a new legacy uh, of what credit and products look like. Which is super exciting because I think when we're talking about you know credit cards, I mean most people in today's world do actually own a credit card, but we have this physical kind of aspect. And you're talking about something that goes into your Apple Wallet where you use your phone to to utilize it a bit like Apple Pay. And we're talking yep. about that for, for for credit card and and you know literally talking about real time that you're you know applying for this and you're getting approved sort of within within moments to whether or not you can actually you know move across and buy that item or you know, move forward with what you want in your life. That's right. And it's not about just speed. That convenience factor is paramount. But it's also about the information that you get given so that you're making the best decisions, making the best decisions for your financial circumstances. And then we also put budgeting controls in there. So unlike your credit card, when you use your freestyle money me credit card, you get um, an instant awareness of what your repayments are now going to be. And so you always have this budgeting tool that's just part of the natural use case of, of your of your Money Me Freestyle card. Whilst the traditional credit card that we use, it's difficult to plan accordingly for what your repayments are going to be because they just they just 
weren't designed for that. They were, they, they just still based, based on traditional uh, uh, technology platforms that don't compute information and set up repayment so that you're in financial control uh, all the time. Well, essentially, you're really trying to empower those, you know, people that are using it so that they keep coming back, right? Instead of, you know, having yeah. an, an element of, of hardship, which is, I think, what is, yeah. you know, this undercurrent of distrust and dislike against the banks. But, you know, the business has now been going for, what, about seven years. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, some pretty remarkable things have happened over this time. And you guys have won so many crazy awards. So, uh-huh. you know, break it down for us because what we've heard today so far is that you love tech, that you're an, you're an innovator and that it's all about transparency. So, you know, what tell us about these awards and what they sort of mean, mean to you and, and to those in the business. Well, where do I begin? If I take last year only, so for the year, uh, uh, it was just an extraordinary year. Uh, key metrics for a business uh, were well and truly in check. So we were up 44.3% in revenue. We were up uh, 89% of our full year sales results. And this was at the half year mark. Um, but if you put results aside and you think about those rewards that we acknowledged for, there are a bunch of innovative company awards and uh, one of them, at the end of the 2019 year, we were named as Innovator of the Year. Now, which is massive, like it's ah. <laughs> yeah, in a you know in a in a very strong disruptive technology savvy um, market, when you get named Innovator of the Year, and you know, and certainly in the top five in Australia throughout the whole course of the year, it's pretty exciting, and it's exciting for the team. But the real work and how it all happened was. In, an example is we launched List Ready. It's um, one of the key propositions that you'll see unfold as a household brand name, household brand name that removes a stack of friction, adds mobility into the uh, agent and vendor's uh, transactional experience. It offers great value uh, and it's going to continue to offer even more and more value. Then we launched Freestyle, that first virtual credit account in Australia. And then the big successful debut on the ASX at a time where I think every other business leader was certainly struggling to get over the line. But we had a successful debut on the ASX. And I think that, you know, in a year is an example of the stuff that we do and why innovation uh, moves so quickly and our business model is growing so, so fast. And that I just described was a year. Uh, going back <laughs> seven years ago, I architected a, a, a workflow and I had the most creative uh, uh, CTO and I had the most junior finance guy straight out of university. And we all co-authored what was the beginning of Money Me. And now the milestones are bigger. The success rates for customers and the delights for you know, partnerships is just growing and growing. There's just no stopping this. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But it is nice to be sort of acknowledged for those things and, you know, to be seen, okay, well, we are make a, making a difference in sort of society. And I think, you know, when you have helped over, you know, half a million, sorry, uh, half a million Australians and you've secured yeah. over, you know, half a billion dollars worth of, of, um, of funding through the platform. I mean, these are huge, huge, huge numbers. But, um, you know, the company obviously didn't start with what, you've got 100 employees now. 
close to, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't always this big sort of, you know, juggernaut <laughs> that, that's winning no. all these all these awards. You had to start somewhere. So let's talk about those startup days. And, you know, you mentioned there that you had, you know, somebody who was extremely experienced in, in a Microsoft sort of developer, and then yeah. you had somebody straight out of uni. And, you know, tell us about that sort of that time where you started the company. I think you, there were three people that were in the business. Yes. Yeah, so That's right. tell us, yeah, tell us about the, the journey and and what your mentality was with the hiring of of the right team members. Uh, it's uh, and it feels like just yesterday um, that we were three people trying to create a solution that now uh, certainly near hundred employees are still working towards with the same gusto and the same spirit for innovation and the same cohesiveness. And by the way, you know, that was what the first person, the second person, the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, highest, the seventh, the eighth, the ninth, they're still all there and they are the foundation of our business. And it's amazing, you know, you use the world in power. It's amazing what you can do when your leadership techniques and styles are just simply about empowering people's creativity and empowering their their natural ability to to do something wonderful and great and and that's that's been the the way that uh we've built a team uh the hiring of really bright people but the people that were able to be un, unshackled if their past experiences were not too indoctrinated by you know traditional ways and what we found form was hiring really inspired bright young-minded people was an easier way for them to realize what um, opportunities were in front of them and not be stuck with uh, things that you know were trained in us in a legacy way so we we built a culture around uh, a culture being inclusive of people and their uh, respective ideas and backgrounds and their respective experience levels and we continue to build that that culture of uh, cohesive, uh, one vision, really clear with what we're aiming to achieve. And that, that's that been, I think, the success of whilst we're near 100 people, uh, feels like a three-person team. There's no person employed in our company that hasn't got a voice and that I personally don't know. And I, I think that, that that can be 200 people. Uh, it just it won't stop for the for the short term at least. Hi there, it's me, it's Sherry Stora, and I'm interrupting this interview with a special shout out to my sponsor, ListReady. Now, if you haven't heard of these guys, you need to go and check them out. Head to their website, list-ready.com.au because they are going to change how you look at VPA in this marketplace. And in fact, these guys really are the leading VPA finance solution in Australia. Now, there are a number of common themes that are running right throughout this podcast series, and vendor-paid advertising is most certainly one of them. Now, this is not just because it helps grow an agent's business, but it's really about delivering those exceptional outcomes to our sellers in terms of price and also in terms of timelines. I must admit, I do understand that as an agent, it can often be challenging for an owner to actually find those additional funds to prepare and market their home correctly. And by default, this kind of becomes the agent's issue. So I've always used, you know, VPA finance solutions, but I never really found that overall encompassing kind of right option. 
That is until I heard about List Ready, and now you know why I'm so excited about them. I guess essentially what they do is they, they look at all costs, whether it be renovating, landscaping, marketing, or staging a home right up to $25,000. It's really simple to use, and in fact, at the listing presentation, you grab your phone and you complete an online application form, which literally takes a minute to complete. And within a couple of minutes, once there's approval, the funds will go directly into your trust account. So this is extremely powerful and important because there's no hidden cost, there's no hidden fees for real estate agents. It's really a service that's been bought out of necessity for agents to help their sellers achieve the best possible prices. And in fact, it is actually ListReady's mission statement to actually provide and be the best value for vendors. So look, if you haven't already, go and check out their website, list-ready.com.au, or alternatively, give them a call on 1300 25 44 18. Wow, so that's pretty that's pretty massive, and I think your point there about you know combining um, new fresh approaches that didn't have any unbiased sort of opinions with those that were super experienced, you know, would have been quite an interesting match in the in the business. And I'm sure that there were times where that was really exciting, and I'm sure that there were times where that was quite frustrating. Um, but obviously, <laughs> it's come together and it's and it's worked. So. You know, a lot of those people who were with you at the beginning, like they're actually shareholders in the business now, aren't they? Absolutely. Mm. So and what what do you absolutely. think that has has empowered them in terms of you know giving them shares? Do you feel like they that they are believers in the business so much more than just being employees? <laughs> I'll tell you what's so fascinating is uh, people find it hard to uh, realize what value is until it's really obviously in front of them uh, it's amazing we, we're humans and we don't don't really know what uh, value looks like uh, as an example um, I don't think he'll mind me mentioning it um, but James was the first employee of money me and he got offered the first set of employee share options that may have meant something to him but really hard to materialize what does that what could that actually mean and fast forward, you know, a few years later, and we've got a 27 or 28-year-old that is uh, above belief of the value that he's, A, created for the organization, but how that relates to his own personal um, value and how his own personal uh, bank account just, you could not reconcile that uh, over the short period of uh, a career, uh, having started a career straight out of uni and that's been replicated not just with the first person but many many people and it's gotten to the point of a little bit strange now where if I'm not working hard enough James and the others <laughs> are now pushing me to say what am I doing that is going to create more value because it means something to them now quite and very very meaningful so we've got this whole model that's just changed we don't have a leader trying to inspire people to do the right thing it is now inherent they are shareholders of an organization when they cross the lease line in our office they are bringing their a game and if anyone around them is not on their a game trust me they quickly become a a, a grade a game people and that is just infectious. We choose to not work from home. We're a tech cloud-based organization, but we choose to walk across that lease line and feel inspired and motivated. 
And that's what creating and sharing value does. Uh, you know, stop holding, for you business owners, stop holding on to staff, empower your staff and reward them. They will soon become the leaders, the natural leaders of your, of your world. And, you know, this is a really important point because we do see this so much, especially in the real estate industry, where people are constantly pushed down instead of being, you know, pushed up. And to hear you talk so passionately about that and, you know, the growth that your business has had in such a short period of time because you have actually, you know, given a sense of ownership um, to everybody who's there, they want to be there. It's not that they have to be there or it's a job. Like, it's, it's now their passion. Absolutely. This is their passion. These guys are working on weekends. They wear their list ready t-shirts going out for dinner. They're I'll wearing a money. They literally <laughs> are. It's, you know, and, and it's visible. It's on their Instagram. It's not about, it, they're taking it home. They are so proud and passionate about the value that they're creating and the disruption in for good. That, that's they're all happening. in. They're all, all in. in. All in. <laughs> there is no stopping this group. <laughs> so tell me during this time, because we see this happen quite often, you know, in all styles of business where, you know, a business starts to gain traction and then all of a sudden there's a lot of hiring going on and then we might see that, you know, this business might might fail or might have some, you know, some misgivings. So, you know, during this time, you must have had to pivot pretty quickly and transparently yeah. in order yeah. to make everything come together and, and work. So how have you done that? It's about that concept of being agile. Businesses have to be agile. And if you're not pivoting when the time we haven't built uh, continuity plans and where strange events can happen, it's going to be harder to pivot. We, at the earlier um, part of our makeup, we wanted diversification in our funding structures. We wanted diversification in our distribution. We wanted diversification in our product sets. We want a diversification in our customer profiles. And we built that to be a bit more of a resilient business. And in times like this, unless there's an entire collapse and 25% of the population are unemployed really, really quickly, as in, you know, in a really quick moment, then we're pretty resilient. Uh, and that's because we've built a continuity plan in the makeup and architecture of our business model. And ready is one example where what we were missing was the homeowner. We wanted to reach out and be relevant to homeowners. And other than being the obvious, and that's being a mortgage provider, which uh, perhaps could be a solution that we solve for customers, but it's about finding value and a solution for that homeowner. And a new distribution model that's not just digital and we sought after the real estate agent and we wanted to solve a problem for them so in the end list ready was born because we saw the opportunity to have a homeowner and a new distribution uh, through the real estate agent and that list ready solution that we've got today is going to continue to evolve and be more and more relevant to those both those uh, those parties well, I'm really excited about List List Ready because I suppose working as an agent, we all know how important paid advertising actually is. Yeah. But there really hasn't been a solution that has, you know, covered 
renovating, that's covered, you know, marketing, that's covered, you know, styling and preparing the home for sale. So, you know, you start to talk a little bit there about how this was born out of, you know, almost all these agents coming to you and sort of saying, hey, listen, we've, we've got a problem here. And, yeah. you know, you who loves innovation and disruption said, we can fix the problem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I think that's really, you know, what I see. I think that we have a number of, you know, of applications and businesses in this industry now that are making things so much easier for our sellers and so much easier for our agents. Now, Ready is is kind of one of those. So, you know, can you just break it down for us for those who may not have heard of ListReady because it's a relatively new business and, you know, it is a part of the the Money Me group. Can you just, you know, tell us a little bit about that co- that company and the concept behind it? Yeah, sure. So, our pure ambition and if you like our mission is to create value for both the vendor and the agent and we will see success already being uh, described by the people that have the early adapters and adopters to a stronger and better VPA solution for their businesses and their their clients but we'll continue to evolve with with them we'll continue to increase the use cases we'll continue to drive the cost of our business model and pass on the um, the savings onto the vendors and if you like even may perhaps even the agents but right now what we've created is a mobile centric uh, sales solution that just a no-brainer for the vendor and we do it in a way that is absolutely transparent and we th- we were brought in to solve for a few parts and the few parts was a better solution a more transparent solution a fairer solution and a technology first solution and that for us is just that's the ethos of the money me business model and so we thought absolutely we can solve for this because that is exactly what we are trying to do and I think that opportunity is growing at the pace of I've never seen a I've never seen a business take off this fast in any market uh, before I was part of the uber launch in the Australian market I was very close to the guys who uh, enabled that uh, launch and list ready's launch in the Australian market I can tell you categorically has been faster than the take up of uber in Australia it is yeah. growing at the alarming rates and we love it because we're inspired that it's refreshing and we're delivering on the objectives and that is to create value for both the agent and the vendor in a way that's transparent in a way that is absolutely akin to what a technology enabled solution should look and feel like yeah well i mean the business it is relatively new so it's what six seven months old now and you know from when you launched but you've only just started you know um registering I, I suppose agents and agencies so you know tell me about the traction that you've gained in real figures because this is really what we want to know we want to go with somebody who is tried and tested and we know that others are doing it and it's making an impact in their in their business yeah i think for us the numbers of list ready is was they're amazing we're a business that has had you know we're second on Deloitte's fastest technology growth lists uh, in Australia so for us the growth and numbers are if you compare list ready to money me they you know they dramatically different but they but they are exciting for this industry so at December we reported that we had over a thousand agents onboarded 
and signed up with List Ready. I think it represented about maybe 200 uh, agencies, but uh, as a single agent, there might be, you know, uh, a few uh, actual agent uh, uh, agent um, places underneath them. So the numbers are a little bit odd to kind of comprehend, but think of it this way: there's a thousand agents signed up, and that was in the space of about two and a half months from the start. Crazy. Uh, we transacted, and I, I'm unable to report the the stats because um, being a public company, we've got to be a bit careful about how I provide information. Yes. So, but I can tell you that. Uh, actually, I'm not sure what I can tell you, but I can tell you <laughs> that, uh, for an organisation that has already transacted more than a, a, a million applications for for credit products that has had more than 400,000 customers uh, run through its platform, that had credit demand in the last six months of more than 830 odd million dollars. ListReady is already um, a makeup of that proposition. So it's already making its mark on, on the results. So it's not small by any means. It's uh, incredibly fast uh, and it's a, uh, proposition that we certainly are going to invest a lot in and it's certainly going to be where our focal points and attention is to provide more use cases uh, for the real estate agents. Well I must remember when you know when I first heard about List Ready before I'd, I'd met met you and, and Roberto and a few of the others I was so excited because I'm thinking this is exactly what this marketplace has been looking for. We have actually wanted, you know, a solution and finally it's kind of here. And so I'm very careful not to make this sound advertorial, but I, it's kind of hard not to when you believe in, in something and, and just know as an agent that this is something that we've needed. But I suppose when we when we talk about that sort of, you know, traction, you know, what we find as agents is that we're quite, you know, you you hear about disruption and innovation and we 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 run the other way, right? So you run towards it, we run it, <laughs> we run the opposite direction. But but really, you know, this is so simple to use. And I, I know I've I've done it a few times where it's literally an application form. You're sitting in in the listing presentation with your sellers, you grab out your phone, you complete the online form. It literally takes a minute. And then funds literally are approved within a couple of moments and the money hits the agency's trust account straight, pretty much straight away, right? Yeah. And there's no fees to the agent, no fees to, um, no hidden fees because you're all about transparency. Yeah. But, you know, it's then a matter of, you know, there's so many times when we're sitting with the seller and your heart just breaks for them because they may not have the funds. They might be asset rich, but they're cash flow poor. And, you know, most people actually want to do other things with their money anyway, and it's sure. tied up with with their home. So, you know, the fact that, okay, they don't need to dig into their pockets for marketing or for renovating. And you probably saw this when people were applying for loans for, for renovating properties and landscaping right. and so forth. Yeah, that's so, right. They were actually coming to us in any case. <laughs> and we thought, well, why come to us when we can actually go to you? Mm. So I think, you know, what's so unique about this is the fact that it's it's simple for agents, which let's face it, that's a massive tick, and yeah. that it goes into the trust trust account, but also to it helps with A, getting the property sold, but B, actually delivering that exceptional outcome, which we hope is truly a premium price, which is what we're all talking about. And this is a really 
common theme that's been running right throughout the podcast series. It's actually, you know, how you can truly level up your skill set as an agent and how you can build your best life by harnessing your real estate career to give you a great life outside of real estate. Now, vendor paid advertising has certainly been one of those, one of those themes, along with a few others, such as building a celebrity profile. But this is what I get so pumped about. So look, now understanding that there's this huge growth, what do you think you know, the future is, you've talked about some other products that are happening with Money Me, but for List Ready, I mean, what does the future look like knowing that it's growing so incredibly quickly, you probably don't know how to really keep up? It's so fascinating. Uh, In the early parts, which was not that long ago, we would be encouraging agents to embrace the change and it's considered disruption, but it's not. It's just enhancement and a toolkit to help both the agent and the vendor. It's required a few salespeople, really inspired people to um, communicate to agents. But I've actually been so inspired by the uh, adoption rate of the agents and the ability to navigate to a whiz-bang model that I've just, it's, it's, it's inspiring. So I'd say the agents are actually really early adopters. And I think that they're able to grasp the new changing order really, really quickly. But here's something that's happening. The vendors are now asking for list ready. That's what's happened. And it's no surprise if you're at Real Estate Agent A and they're offering list ready, which is the most easiest solution to invest into your house for advertising and landscaping to then get the better sale outcome. It's no wonder why they're asking the agent next door for list ready because that's a massive motivating factor it's not just naturally about do i have the cash to spend it's around how can you afford not to invest in your property and make it uh the best sale outcome that's possible yes well it's your greatest asset isn't it it's your true tax haven so capitalize on it you know spend five thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars and you you're going to get at least tenfold on your money no matter what you do with it yeah, it's well, just we amazing. <laughs> we try, <Yeah>. agent. <laughs> All comes down to what's happening in the market, but you're exactly right. So, you know, this has been a really interesting podcast today because we've heard about your journey and how, you know, as I said, you really are a true entrepreneur. And I'm so grateful for you being a part of it because, as I said, I had to convince you to do it in the first place. Mm-hmm. I know that you're very um, anti <laughs> So, thank you. Thank you, Clay. But also, I'm keen to know, you know, more about what the future holds for you. Because what I have also come to know is that you are a good person and somebody who's also a family man. And you spend half of your time, well, what, four days a week working in the office, as you've just talked about in Sydney, but your family actually lives in Newcastle. So, you know, tell us about how you've built that kind of life in, in the two different, you know, locations. It's so, it's fascinating today where, you kind of got to be in many places at once and you've got to do a good job uh, everywhere. And it's about those increasingly increasing expectations. And I think my life has um, reached a balance where I've got an amazing um, organization that's doing amazing things. And I've got an amazing family that's growing up, um, you know, in front of me. And I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm involved, uh, in all aspects of my life without uh, neglecting any. I'm pretty sure my wife has a different view, but at least that's <laughs> that's mine that I'm convinced about. Um, but I think, um, you know, selfishly speaking about me, I think 
the leader that I was two years ago, it's different to the leader that I am today. And in our changing world with changing influences, you know, I've had to adapt. Um, I think everyone else uh, is adapting to innovation. Uh, for me, innovation in leadership, uh, innovation where rapid change is the, the increasing expectations. I find the balance of having Newcastle, which is interestingly um, one of Australia's fast forward smart cities. And I was driving behind a driverless bus the other day, and I didn't expect that to be in Newcastle. I expected it to be in one of the major capital cities, but how and behold, it's, it's, it's over here. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, uh, and I find the capital markets do exist in on Macquarie Street, which is where our Sydney offices are. They're on the doorsteps of the financial services. And it's all about being connected to people, even though we're a technology-driven, cloud-based, um, mobile solution. The capital markets still want to see, feel, and be tangible. Um, so Sydney is important. Newcastle was really important, both from a personal level, but actually that fast forward uh, model where people and the talent that we uh, have to build into our businesses and that model that I described, which is really early Australian talent um, in this race for talent, we've established an office, uh, which we are very, very uh, happy to have, which has recruited really bright, talented people that would otherwise feel a little bit weird going and traveling to Sydney um, for their careers, but actually really like to reside um, in their in their hometown, but have a cracking job opportunity. And so we're winning in this race for talent, uh, right positioned right next to the university for um, obvious um, intention. Um, and I think that balanced approach that I've got is, is exciting. Watching kids grow, dropping them off at school, uh, <laughs> going to work, speaking to financial services markets, and um, I don't know, trying to inspire people has been exciting. Um, and then I get to talk to people like you, which is amazing. <laughs> Oh, thanks, Clay. <laughs> so I, lo I love this concept because it is all about building your best life. And you've basically built the best of your life when it comes to, you know, what powers you and what excites you in the business world, but then also looking after your family and making sure that you're connected in that kind of community with them. And I should mention that your wife also works in the business too, right? She got <laughs> she excited and pumped about it. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> So giving she a shout out me, to Belle. She, she keeps me grounded, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. So, look, if people want to um, follow you and want to continue on your journey, knowing that you're not a massive poster and somebody who likes to keep underneath the radar, but how can people find you? I think I'd say, you know, pop me an email. Um, I'm certainly certainly going to be more attentive to that. But definitely uh, find me on LinkedIn, um, share, share a story. Um, Forgive me if I take a little uh, a little longer than usual to respond. But when I say a little longer, it just might not be instant. Uh, we're still <laughs> we're still pretty fast uh, on 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 communicating back. But I'd love to hear your thoughts around how the product is uh, is meeting your expectations. Um, how the product could evolve. Uh, how we can assist in more use cases and not just for list ready, but where technology uh, solutions and services might enable. Um, not disruption, but just enable progress. 
And this is the part that I, I, I feel, you know, so excited about that you're a business and who you are as a person and the others that are in the, in the company. It's not just about, okay, we've built a, a product and now like we're happy we're going to roll it out and make money. It's actually about, no, how can we solve the problem and how can we in fact better it and better it and better it time and time again. And it is about speaking to people and getting feedback. So that's the part that really excites me. But certainly, you know, um, from everything that I've heard and used myself, I'm totally a fan, which is hence why I chose to partner with you guys in the in the first place, because there were a few choices. But look, you know, Clay, thank you so much for being a part of the, the Build Your Best Life podcast. I've so enjoyed having you on board today. It's been an amazing part of, you know, our progress to learn from you, Sherry. And you're a massive advocate for the agents. You're a massive advocate for change. And you can see the opportunities that, you know, are emerging in the property sector. And we'll follow you really avidly and support you along the way. And if there's anything that, you know, your audiences would like to hear from us through you, please shout out. We're, we're going to follow and, 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 and be part of your, your charge uh, with a whole lot of gusto. Aren't you sweet? Well, you heard it. You heard it first. So, if you want any feedback, you know, feel free to send it through to me. But I know that you do have an amazing communicative team. So, Clay, thanks so much again for today. Thanks, Sherry. Such an inspirational story that we've heard today. Not only about disruption, about thinking outside the square, but also business journey, which I find really interesting and also very motivating. You know. Clay, thank you so much for being a part of it. And thank you so much for sponsoring this series and for giving all of this amazing free content to agents and helping us to truly level up. So in next Tuesday's episode, I'm going to be talking about the changes that you need to make in your life to ensure that you are at peak happiness. If you're thinking about changing agencies, this could be the episode for you because we're going to be talking about what you need to do, what you need to negotiate and how you need to negotiate. And more importantly, what you need to do when you lend so that you're really gaining momentum in the marketplace. The following week, I'm going to be talking to million dollar agent Melita Bell from Remax in Toowoomba. Now, Melita is one of my coaching clients. She is the number one agent for you know, all transactions in, in all of Remax Australia. She's also ranked 18 globally throughout all of Remax, so quite huge. And she's going to be talking about what it takes to become that million-dollar agent and the actions that you need to be doing. She's also going to be talking about those sacrifices that she's made. Now, this is a very emotional podcast and it is one about overcoming adversity. It is truly one not to, not to be missed, so be sure that you, you tune in. And remember, if you want to build your best life by harnessing your real estate career, if you want to level up by you know, implementing proven sales systems and structures, by you know, leveraging your listings, your, your sales and your results, by really building that celebrity profile, by building a team and an EBU whilst growing you know, more revenue, more profit and working less, make sure you do subscribe to this podcast series because that way you'll be notified every Tuesday when the episodes go live. And part of this levelling up, if you're looking for that, is about subscribing and joining my Build Your Best Life coaching program. Now, this platform not only comes with a series of webinars and, and coaching forums, it also comes with the sales manual. It's released on a quarterly basis, and I'm so excited because quarter three intake is now officially on. Now, this is my foundational platform. It is a program that I personally have been working since 2012 and one that my agents have been working since 2017. So, you know, this program comes with a series of, you know, systems of accountability of structures that are worked quarterly 
monthly, weekly, and daily. And it is truly gonna help you work and grow in this marketplace. But look, remember, if you want a freebie of something that's going to be contained, you know, in this in this platform and in this coaching program, I'm giving one away as part of the podcast series. Now, this this freebie is essentially an Excel spreadsheet that's going to help you goal set and set some targets in place. Once you've determined what GCI you want to write for this quarter or even year, it's then going to uh, personally calculate how many properties you need to list how many properties you need to sell and how many listing presentations that you need to do. It's not generic, it's targeted specifically and directly to you. So look, if you want this, you need to find more information, you need to head to my website, sherrystora.com forward slash level up and you can start downloading and you can start goal setting today. But look, if you want more information around, you know, today, if you want the show notes, if you want to know where you can find, you know, Clayton or anything else that we've really talked about, you need to head to sherrystora.com forward slash the number 16. Thanks so much for tuning in.